My most respected elders, our seniors, dear brothers, young friends, and those who are listening over the media. With the grace and fadl and mercy of Allah Ta'ala, we once again find ourselves in a very special period of the year, and that is in the season of Hajj. And essentially, 
What does this spirit represent? It once again brings forth the most important life lessons that each and every one of us should be constantly learning and striving to develop within ourselves. And therefore, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Hajj in the Quran al-Kareem and defines what an accepted and virtuous Hajj is, Allah ta'ala does not point our attention to any form of ibadah, that increase in salah and increase in dhikr, in tawaf, acts of worship are indeed most beneficial and required and should be done. However, when Allah Ta'ala speaks about the spirit of Hajj and He speaks about the discipline of Hajj, when Allah Ta'ala says, that the person who is now embarking on this august journey of Hajj, he needs to keep certain disciplines in the front of his mind. He needs to ensure that he is in control of his emotions, his mind, his character, his words, his demeanor. All of these things should be at the forefront of his mind. And also. So when a person is going for Hajj, then he has to control and discipline his tongue. He needs to be very watchful about how he's going to speak to people, what he says. And he is not going to be saying and doing anything that is vulgar, that is obscene, that is ill and that's going to cause hurt and inconvenience to other people who is going to interact with. Wala fusufa and this person who is on Hajj is not going to go near any sin, any sinful activity, any disobedience, harming, inconveniencing, cheating, lying, all of these things are not within the framework of a haji or a haji's journey and wala jidal he's also not going to argue and fight and be petty and be judgmental and go on a fall finding mission of wherever he is and whoever he comes into interaction with the discipline and the spirit of hajj is about character development that how we go and how we come back it is a capacity developing ibadah and worship allah wants the haji to develop himself inwardly, spiritually, morally. And of course, there are all the other benefits of Hajj, the ibadah and the health and the travel and the visiting of the, of the virtuous places of virtue and sanctity. All of that is part and parcel of Hajj. But what is the spirit? And what does Allah Ta'ala want a person to come back with? That should be the focus of a person's Hajj. And therefore, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned the person who performs Hajj for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala فَلَمْ يَرْفُتْ وَلَمْ يَفْتُقْ And he is not vulgar, he is not obscene, he doesn't cause hurt and inconvenience to people Then رَجَعَكَ يَوْمٍ وَلَدَتْهُ أُمُّهُ That person returns as a newborn baby That person returns wealth and spirit of Hajj That now he will live his life like a person who is qualified for dhindah May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the status of being a true Hajj who will learn the true lessons of Hajj. So we find that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam throughout the seerah focuses upon this impact of character development, of akhlaq, of learning how to be a good person, how to treat people, how to speak to people, how to deal with people. This has become the greatest need of our times, of our society, of our world. And Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam placed such emphasis upon it that the highest ranking Iman, Akmalul Mu'minina Iman, 
person wants to perfect his iman, you want to be high rank in iman, person wants the best iman, then ahsanuhum The person who develops the best character, the best morals, who is the best behaved, that person has the best iman. And therefore when we look into the sunnah, then we find that Nabi Karim sallallahu practically demonstrated, practically demonstrated every aspect of character for us. And the scholars of Islam have copiously, from the time of the Sahaba, copiously have recorded the temperament of Nabi sallallahu alayhi the speech of Nabi sallallahu the adab and the adat and the etiquettes and the conduct and the demeanor and the gentleness and the politeness and the goodness of the character of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and one important component in all of this which is a great sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the manner in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam listened to people this is one area of character and character development which is commonly overlooked because we say we all are listening Allah Ta'ala Alhamdulillah has blessed us with the favor and the faculty of hearing we listen, we hear it so what is there to listening? or what more is there to listening? but when we look at it from the perspective of the Sunnah and even now in today's time when we look at it from a psychological perspective then we find it is something that is and deep in fact the manner in which a person listens and the capacity that a person defines a large part of that person's character and person. A person's trustworthiness can be determined from the way and the manner in which a person listens to others. A person's integrity and the levels of his patience, the levels of resilience and the levels of tolerance of a person can be determined from the manner in which a person speaks to and listens to us. Therefore we find when Nabi Karim would be engaging with someone in a discussion, then focus towards that person, that that person would, would feel appreciated, he would feel heard, and in fact that person would feel that Nabi Karim is giving him the most attention. And Nabi Karim is giving him the most He would emerge from that discussion with a feeling of value, with a feeling of appreciation, inspired not so much by the words of Nabi Karim but more by the manner in which Nabi heard him and gave him attention and feed. And this, my respected elders and friends, was known well by even the enemies of Nabi The hip knew that Nabi Karim was the best listener. They knew he was a deep listener. And therefore Allah Ta'ala makes Quranic reference to this. What did the hypocrites say? Those who wanted to inflict harm on Nabi who wanted to mock him, who wanted to ridicule him with their words, with their verbal abuse. He is all ears. We can say whatever we want to him. He's going to listen to us. What does this mean? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave a hearing even to those who did not deserve to be heard. Today, what is our condition? We are very busy. People need to contact us for work, can't get through to us. Three, four PAs. I'm not trying to be negative or judgmental, don't get me wrong. But this is our condition. Some of us are feigning busyness and some of us are genuinely busy. But whatever it is, let us look at the Sunnah model. Nabi Karim sallallahu was the leader of humanity. Who could be more inundated? 
who could be more engaged and busy who could have more responsibility yet nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was fully accessible not only to the so to speak important people in our life but even to someone who was on the side of the road an old lady ya rasulullah i want to discuss something all ears what is it what's your pain how can i help and this is what we call humanity when people know that they can contact us easily that we are accessible and we respond with courtesy with compassion with politeness necessarily be able to help that person fully in their dilemma but some it is said very nicely that listening is all the help that a person needs. you may not share your wealth with that person or you may not share anything with that person of yours materially but the fact that you honored the person you heard the person you showed the person appreciation human appreciation that in itself one particular person comes to the corner of the street like we all have the experience there's a beggar sitting there or beggar asking for something and our conscience now begins to invoke us do i give this person something don't i give him is he deserving is he undeserving what do i do it's a conscious thing so this person said that i rolled down my window and politely asked the person do you need help do you need help he says the response that this beggar gave me hit me like a thunderbolt he replied we all don't we all reality of life that we are all in need of help we are all interdependent all beggars wallahu alghani wa antum alfuqara the only one who is independent and above any need is allah and we are servants we are subjects we are muhtaj we are in need and nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam demonstrated this thing graphically in the quran so beautiful it's a detailed dua and i'm not going to go into the detail how he expresses his gratitude to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ana al-ba'i ana al-faqir al-mustaghir the one in need of help destitute so my dear friends the message is that we are all in need of some form of help and wealth a certain person may not have material wealth but that person possesses a greater wealth he may possess attributes which we cannot buy or purchase from anyone or anywhere and that should inspire us and motivate us to develop those qualities it is all about development and that is why nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam emphasized the aspect of character development and at the biggest spirit of hajj capacity building so this aspect of listening is something that is so profound that each and every one of us begin to evaluate and assess our capacity and our level of us how do we listen to people how do we respond to people how do we interact with people when we look at this is an entire subject it's a deep subject in psychology the different types of listening deep listening appreciative listening therapeutic listening there are forums in the world that are dealing with people who have major psychological setbacks people walk times and abuse the therapy is compassionate people are able to sit around in a circle and speak to each other with meaning with feeling and acknowledge each other and thereby give each other hope and support and this is a need of our time and this is what defines ultimately who we are and what our character may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who truly listen when you listen to a person 
and give that person acknowledgement and appreciation, my dear friends. It is a great act of ibadah. It is a fulfillment of a sunnah. And together with that, it is developing oneself inward. When we are, whenever we are patient, it is not without reward. It is not without progress. It is not without benefit. We may, we may feel that I had to tolerate this person, but we tolerated that person and we emerged from that with a reward and with a greater insight to life. So therefore, let us become alive to the concept of listening, to the fact that there are people out there who are in need of being heard and appreciated and acknowledged. Because there are many people who are, and there are many people who, there are people who suffer from anxiety. There are people who suffer, suffer from low self-esteem. There are people who suffer from trauma. There are people who are suffering from so many difficult, different psychological conditions who just, if they are given an ear that can make the world of a difference for you, sometimes it can be the difference between life and death. May Allah Ta'ala protect them. So just as we listen effectively, we are required to speak polite. Because when we will speak and we will measure our speech, then we will become better listeners. Today we find when we observe our community and let us observe ourselves before observing anyone else. When we sit in meetings, when we sit with family, when we sit with people, we should be assessing ourselves. What is my role in this discussion? How tolerant I am with the divergent things that are being said here? What type of input discussion that will take this discussion forward? What positive input this particular discussion and sitting? And that will give value to all our engagements, be it our family functions, be it our business, be it wherever we are and whatever we find ourselves doing. When we are self-reflective, and we are doing things consciously, and we are doing constant evaluation, then we will find, we will be effective even in our listening. They say very nicely in psychology, listen to silence, because it has much to say. When a person is silent, it does not mean that it is without any influence or effect. Sometimes a few moments of silence and listening can be far more effective than your most well-meaning words. We all want to say something. We all want to influence people. We all want to make people understand things from our perspective, from our view, from the way that we look at things. But sometimes by just keeping quiet and listening to others could have a greater effect and more profound influence on people than even staying silent. So when we speak, my dear friend, let us let our words pass through four gates. Let's not speak until we open these four gates. The first gate is the gate of truthfulness and honesty in speech. A Muslim, a mu'min is a truthful person, an honest person, speaks the truth. And if the ummah, us individually and collectively, can only rectify this one discipline of our iman, that is to speak the truth, there can be a complete change in our lives and in the ummah. If the ummah just became an honest ummah in speech alone. May Allah Ta'ala give us the truth. The second gate that you put your speech through is that whatever I am going to be saying, is it the right time to say what I say? Is this the right time? I may be saying the right thing. I'm going to be speaking the truth, but it may not be the right opportunity. It may not be the right time. And therefore, if I'm going to say the right thing at the wrong then my speech is going to lose its essence and effect. And sometimes we're saying, trying to make people understand something. It's not that we're saying the wrong thing, but it's not the right time. Not the right opportunity and the, th the right place. We may be saying this thing, the right thing at the right time, 
but it may not be the right place to say something. And if you're going to say the right thing in the right time at the wrong place, again, our speech is not going to be. And last but not least, the most important aspect of our speech. And this is where perhaps we pass the three gates and we come to the fourth gate and we lose the essence of our speech and what we are saying. And that is talk. You can say the most well-meaning thing to a person. Speak to your wife and tell her how much you love her. But if you don't say it in the right tone, you're going to get some curveballs coming back. So the way that we say something, the tone in which we say things, is extremely important. A great scholar of Islam, our great senior and elder, who is an accepted, renowned personality of the world, Sheikh al-Islam, Muhammad Daqi, Usmani, Hafizahullah ta'ala alayhi, well known to everyone around the world, an accepted personality from the east to the west. May Allah increase his life, grant him good health, and let the Ummah continue to benefit from his blessing. How did he become what he is? He mentioned in his biography, he's written an autobiography by the insistence of certain elders by the name of Yade, which is translated as Memories. Beautiful book to him, exceptionally beautiful book. You'll never be able to put it back down. In there he mentioned his elder brother Mufti Rafi Uthmani, Rahimahullah, and myself, after our dad had passed away, a very illustrious called authored many books and then after he had passed away, our mentor, Dr. Abdul Hay Arifi, Rahimallah, calls us and informed us that, oh my two friends, from today you will no longer give any speeches. Name of their lives in terms of academic. Their father was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan. They were now on the threshold of beginning to fill the shoes of their great father. And here the mentorship is telling you that you're not going to speak anymore publicly. And this is another entire dimension, the importance of mentorship in our character development and in our spiritual upload. Without mentorship, we will not be able to understand the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will not be able to progress. One scholar, someone asked him, what is your age? He must have been a good 40, 50 years old. He said, I'm four years old. He said, be real. He said, I'm four years old. How? He says, four years is the time that I have spent in the company and association of my mentor. That period of my life would be the real capital and the real truly well-spent time of my life in which I learned the true lessons of life. Therefore, I'm four years old. And whatever time I spend in the company of my mentor is the real time of my life, and by the way. So he says that this suspension of public speech was placed upon us one, one day, one year, for 10 long years. 10 years. Today, if someone has to tell us, Molana, stop giving bayan. You know what? Take a rest now. Let others do what they are doing. We'll tell our mentor, Jazakallah khair, Hazrat. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And we'll be gone. But they were not those fake murids like myself. And this is what we need to become. Truthful. Truthful to Allah. Truthful to our vision. Truthful to our iman. True to ourselves. That when the discipline was put in place, then no matter what the consequences, Invites are coming in from all over the country, from all over the world. Mufti Taab, we need you here, we need you at this conference, we need you here. Apologies. Why? Discipline. Self-development. Capacity building. Learn to listen. Sit for 10 years and listen. And then when you speak, then the world will listen. So my dear friends, my time has expired, but more to say. But safe to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the to develop us. A lot of our life has elapsed and it has passed. Whatever is born is born. What is left, let us make the best of it. Let us treat people well. Let us deal with people. Let us speak to people well. And start from within the walls of our home. 
It doesn't mean we can speak to everyone outside polite. The person who is under our guardianship, speak to her anyhow. That is where the asset is. That is where the real is. The way that we manage our home with our immediate people who are within our guardianship. Because the principle is that a person will be easy with those who are stronger than you and harsh with those who are weaker. Someone we know we can't. We won't show that person the other side of ourselves. But those who are weak, we take advantage. And that is not consistent. That is not the sunnah. The Prophet was consistent. And he, be, he conducted himself better in his home than how he conducted himself out of, out, out of his home. And that is why he was the best of people in his family. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to make our way and reform ourselves.